We can rise to the occasion. We can build this nation moving forward. All that we need, visionary leadership, people who love their people, people who love the citizens, people who love the country, and then we can rise. We can fly again. Hope Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. We believe we've been called to just make sure that we change things around and our nation becomes better. That is why I would ask you right now to bow your heads before we can go to the word of the Lord. Father, we just want to thank you. Thank you, my God, for the presence of your spirit. And Holy Spirit, we allow you minister life to us. Empower us. Rebuke us. Encourage us. Do whatever you will. We are open to your will, O oh God. And we say, speak to us, for your servants are listening. In Jesus' precious name. And the church said, Amen and Amen. Be greeted in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So this year, we are continuing with our theme, Revolution. And just to recap, we said, in a personal context, a revolution is a radical change of mind or behavior. No change will happen until we change. It is a complete turnaround or a reversal of things in all spheres of life. And I believe that all of us, we are expecting a radical change in all our spheres of life. This year, I want us to remember that life is a series of choices. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, we're not going there, chapter 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have placed before you blessings and curses that I've placed before you, life and death. And then he continues to say, choose life so that you and your descendants may live. So it means if you make poor life choices, you're going to have a miserable life. But if you make good choices, you're going to have a good life. So for us to see the turnaround that revolution, that radical change in our lives. We need to constantly make better life choices. Choices that move us to a better version of ourselves. Come end of 2023, I want us to look back and say, indeed, I don't look like I have when I started the year because I am looking better. Choices that would move us towards our purpose. We need to understand that we have a divine purpose for our existence. And we need to make choices that make us serve others better. That makes us love others better. And I know all of us, we've once missed an, a great opportunity. And some of us, we know what it means to be haunted by failure. I'm not sure about you, but I've been there. Especially when I come here just to minister and I don't receive an amen. 
I'll go back home asking myself, what did you do, Pindi? I'll be so upset. Sometimes I even lose sleep because failure is not nice. And I know some of you, you know it. Some of you, you failed metric exam. Some of you, you failed a board exam. That is why you still not, you know, called whoever because you failed that board exam. Some of you, you failed a job interview. Some of you, you failed to keep a promise. Some of you, you failed morally. Some of us, we've got children or a child out of wedlock. Some of us, our marriages, they went south and they ended in divorce. Some of us, our businesses, especially during this time, went broke and we lost everything that we had. Unfortunately, we cannot undo what has already been done or fix our mistakes, but we have to live with the consequences. You cannot undo what you have done, but you just need to live with whatever you have. But I do not want you to succumb there and say, this is my lot, this is my portion. Some of us, we've even disqualified ourselves. Not only have we disqualified ourselves, but we defined ourselves based on our failures. Not only that, but we've sentenced ourselves to a life of hard labor in the miserable prison of low self-worth. Every time you look at yourself, you say, what was I expecting? I am a, I am, am a banner for real. And I am here to tell you, you are not a banner. This is not your lot. This is not your portion. You can begin again. You, child of God, can begin again regardless of your failure. May you understand this morning that your failure isn't fatal. Your failure is not the end of you. Your failure is not your final destination. Your failure, your old age, doesn't disqualify you from beginning again. I want you to tell yourself, I can start all over again. Because you can. Truth is, failure finds all of us. Even the good, the best of us. Failure finds us. Because failure is a universal reality. In fact, show me a successful person. And I will show you a person who has failed once or more times in the very same sphere of their success. The very same sphere of their expertise. They have once failed. Therefore, it means failure is a universal reality. And the Bible is full of people who have failed one way or the other. That is why every time I read the Bible, I get so encouraged to say it is full of so, so many imperfect people, yet God used them. It means God can use imperfect people like myself. God can still use you as well. And we've seen the likes of Abraham, the greatest liar, being used by God. We've seen Sarah, the doubter, being used by God. We've seen Moses, the murderer, being used by God. As for Judah, let's just leave him. We'll talk about him and Tamar some other time. We've seen God using David. 
We've seen God using Peter, and we've seen God using Paul, and we are seeing God using the likes of us. Because God is in the business of restoring the imperfect people so that he can use them again. Hallelujah. And one of the beautiful, beautiful discoveries of the Bible is that your failure shouldn't define you. Your failure shouldn't break you. Actually, if you do not allow it to do it, your failure cannot define you. And your failure cannot break you. Yes, you failed, but can I tell you, God's purpose for your life hasn't. It hasn't changed. The Bible says many other plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Let's go quickly to the book of Joshua chapter 7. We're going to read five verses, and then we go to Joshua chapter 8. We're going to read four verses. And I want us to look at what happened and how God brought a great turnaround for Joshua and all Israel. And the Bible says in the New King James Version, but the children of Israel committed a trespass, meaning they acted unfaithfully regarding the accursed things or the devoted things. For Achan, the son of Kamai, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, okay, where am I? Of the tribe of Judah, took off the accursed things so that the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. So you need to realize, church of Jesus, that some of us, if we decide not to experience that change, that radical change from within our hearts, we are going to delay the rest of us. Achan decided to, to, to steal the accursed things and that brought calamity upon Israel. Let's continue. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth Aven, on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them saying, go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. You remember even the other time, he said go up, he sent two spies to go and spy Jericho. So this was after they've conquered Jericho. And verse three says, and they returned to Joshua and said to him, do not let all the people go up, but let about two, hundred, two, two or 3,000 men go up and attack AI. Do not worry all the people there, for the people of AI are few. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of AI. And the men of AI struck down about 36 men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as Shebarim, and struck them down on the descent. Therefore, the hearts of the people melted. It means their courage failed and became like water. This was the greatest failure. And Joshua, afterwards, he cries before the Lord to say, how can you allow this to happen? And the Lord tells him why. And he tells him what is it that they are supposed to do just to fix this. Let's go to chapter 8. Now the Lord said to Joshua, verse 1, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you and arise. Go up to Ai, that very same place of failure that very same place of defeat, go back there. And the Bible says, see, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And you shall do to Ai as, 
as its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its boys and its cattle you shall take as plunder or booty for yourselves. Lay an ambush for the city behind it. This is the strategy. The Lord says this time around, I want you to just, you know, attack AI from the back. Lay a surprise attack from the back and have few men going from the front. And when the men come after those who are at the front, they leave the city empty. And then the other men from Israel will get in, burn the city, and destroy everything in Ai. This was the strategy that the Lord gave to Joshua. And then verse 26. They fought, 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 fought. And then... 26. For Joshua did not allow, did not draw back his hand with which he stretched out the spear, the spear, until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Therefore, child of God, do not draw back. Do not stop fighting until you fulfill the purposes of God for your life. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. And maybe you are asking yourself this morning, how then do I begin again? How do I start all over again? And I want us to learn from this story of Joshua and the city of Ai. The first thing that you need to do, do it God's way this time around. Yes, you've trusted your own strength. Yes, you've trusted your own ability and wisdom. Look where it had brought you. This time around, trust in the Lord. Trust the power of the Lord. Just like Joshua, who saw the face of the Lord after that failure. You need to seek the face of the Lord like you've never done before. Seek his power. Seek his wisdom. And say, Father, I cannot fail again. May you show me the way. What is it that I'm supposed to do so that I am successful this time around? Realize that Joshua relied on God and he obeyed God and that brought great victory the second time around. And I want us to quickly contrast Joshua's second attack to the first one. Joshua, the first attack, he consulted the spies. Let's, let me tell you, child of God, there are people who seem to be knowledgeable in our midst, who seem to be wise, who seem to be anointed, but do not rely on that which they're going to tell you to do. Yes, you can consult them, but before you consult them, go to your father. May they confirm that which the Lord has said to you. This is what happened with Joshua. He consulted the spies, but the second time around, he's in Tozachiga. He consulted and he obeyed God. The first attack, Joshua stayed home. But this time around, he said, I'm not going to send warriors, but I am going there. I'm going to lead the way. May the Lord help us, that we shouldn't send warriors to fight on our behalf. Relaxing. May the Lord help the church to be involved in this fight that we are in. For the enemy is not sleeping. The enemy is fighting and he wants to destroy our families and our church, our nation as well. And 
So relax. So whilst the enemy is doing whatever that he wants to do. The, fourth, the third time, Joshua, the first time he used few men, they said, no, you remember, because of pride, the pride of Israel. They said, no, 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 those people are too few. Don't even send a lot. Just send two to 3,000 men. And they were defeated. But this time around, he used many men because he was humble. When God said, take all the men of war, he took all the men of war. And lastly, he had a strategy. The Lord said, set an ambush behind the city and set other men before the city and just attack AI. This time around, he had a divine strategy. And I'm praying that this morning, all of us, we should just say, Father, wherever we have failed, wherever we have missed it, can you give us a strategy? Show us the way, Holy Spirit, which way should I go? May he be your navigator, the spirit of the living God, so that this time around, you do not miss it. To that very same place, some of you who've lost your businesses, go back to that place. This time around, you're not going by your own might and your own power, but you are going with God on your side. And the Lord who gave Joshua and his men victory, he's going to give you victory. This is what happened to Peter. After they've toiled all night, the Lord came and he said, launch into the deep. That was a, an illogical strategy. How can I launch into the deep in broad daylight? We've toiled all night. I am so discouraged, Lord, I cannot do this. You do not find fish in the deep using a net. He tried to protest, but I like his turnaround. He said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will launch into the deep. Some of you, what the Lord will tell you to do, will seem counterintuitive. It will seem nonsensical, but you need to tell yourself, at thy word, oh God, I will do it. That's how you're going to experience your, your victory. The second thing that you need to do for you to start all over again with a victory assured this time around. You face your failures within God's goodness. God is good all the time. And I know sometimes this is just a cliche. We're just saying God is good all the time. But I am here to tell you, child of God, our God is good all the time. Even in our sorrows, he is good. Because this very same God is not intimidated by our sorrows. In our sorrows, he is there with us to comfort us, to strengthen us, to carry us. Therefore, he is a good God. Even in your failure, may you understand that this God that we serve is the God who well able to turn around things, the things which were meant to destroy you, the things which were meant to kill you. God is in the business of turning those things around. Your failure shouldn't keep, kill you. Your failure should make you. This time around, you are wiser. This time around, you are strategic. You are tactful because of the goodness of the Lord. Understand that even in your failure, the Lord doesn't leave you. He comes alongside of you. If you fail because of sin, he comes to restore you. And then he helps you to fulfill your purpose. That is why we are saying face your failures 
within God's goodness. The enemy will tell you, you need to respond and say, he is with me. In actual fact, he is my help. He is the lifter of my head. He is with me. He is Emmanuel. He's not even intimidated by my failures. Face your failure. Failures within God's goodness. After failing, I believe God tells you what he told Joshua. See, I've given your hand the land, or I've given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. The purpose of God, watch, has not changed. Yes, you, may, you have failed, but his purpose still stands. Destroy what needs to be destroyed. Uproot what needs to be uprooted. Plant what needs to be planted. Yes, you have failed, but you can begin again and do that which I have called you to do. You failed. May you understand that your failure didn't change God's direction for your life. Didn't change God's direction. It just delayed your arrival. But make sure arriving you arrive. It delayed you, but it's not a denial. Start all over again and do things better this time. Realize that in Christ Jesus, no defeat is a crushing defeat. No defeat is a fatal defeat. The Lord said to Simon, as we go to the third point, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan had asked of you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. Praise God that God anticipated our failure. And he prayed for us in advance. That is why our faith has not failed, even though we failed, even though we didn't win, even though we didn't see our plans coming to fruition. Our faith is still strong this morning because Christ has interceded for us, for he is at the right hand of the Father, busy interceding for you and me. Understand that your failure, within your failures, God remains good. Christ Jesus is standing for you. Yes, the Holy Spirit and Christ Jesus himself. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brothers. Some of us, the reason why we had to go through that way is so that we may be the uplifters of those who are weak, so that we may be humble. You know, some of us, we've been arrogant. Do you remember? Before that failure, we had that failure. We can't, I can't expose you, but you remember how arrogant you were. But now, hey, I love the, the new version. Hey, now you, you know life will teach you life. In the name of Jesus. Let's go to the third one because of time. Leaning to God's grace. When you have failed or after you have failed, don't run from God, but lean into his grace. Granted, all of us fail at some point in life, but when you have stumbled, make a conscious decision to lean into God's grace. Understand that his grace is not only his unmerited favor, but the grace of God is the power of God for us to fulfill his will, for us to do his will. That is why we need God's grace. It enables us to fulfill our divine purpose. Not only that, but the grace of God enables us to succeed where we have previously failed. 
That is why God said to, J to, to, to Joshua, do not be afraid, neither do be dismayed. Take all the people of all with you and arise and go back and start all over again to, in that place of defeat. Therefore, I want us to anchor our hope on these promises this morning. For I am the Lord your God who upholds you by my right hand, who says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not be dismayed, for I am your God. I would strengthen you. Yes, I would help you. I would uphold you by my righteous right hand. Oh, the grace of the Lord. For God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Not some grace, but all grace to abound, abound towards you. So that having all sufficiency in all things, you may abound in every good work. Oh, the grace of the Lord. Some of us, we want to do great work. All that we need to do is to lean upon the grace of the Lord and declare not by might, not by power, but by your grace. For it is the grace of God that teaches us to say no to any form of ungodliness. Some of us, we want to be righteous. We need you. And what I am saying to you this morning, lean upon the grace of the Lord. For it is the grace of the Lord that would make you say no to any form of wickedness. Truth is, every one of us stumbles. But the difference is in the response. Some of us, we, we stumble into the pit of shame, into the pit of guilt, into the pit of self-criticism, into the, the pit, you know, of isolation. But others, we tumble into the arms of the Lord. And we say, have mercy according to your great, great kindness, O oh God. I have sinned, I have failed. Have mercy upon me. You tumble into his loving arms because he is gracious. Isaiah 1, 18, 19. Come now, let us reason together. And I want us to know this. The God who's the creator of the earth, whose understanding is unsearchable, whose wisdom is unsearchable. He's saying to you and I, mortal men like you and I, who are limited in understanding, he says to us, come, let's reason together. Here is God, and this is you. But oh, his grace, he says, yes, I know, you are not in my level, but I am inviting you to come, let us talk about this. Let's argue this out. And he says even if your sin is like scarlet, I will wash them and they'll become white as snow. Even if they are like crimson, I will cleanse you they'll become white as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse, if you rebel, you shall be devoured by a sword. And choose my cattle. Some of us, as we begin the year, we may want to be devoured by the sword by saying no to the Lord. And me say yes to your God. The Lord is ready to rescue you. The Lord is ready to strengthen you. The others will 
touch on in the other two services. But this morning, I want you to close your eyes before May you understand that not only am I passionate about you starting all over again, the Bible says since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we need to run the race that is set before us with endurance. And this morning, I want you to picture a great grandstand filled with witnesses, the saints of old who died, but who are watching over you, who are pulling up for you, who are cheering you on. Some of you, you, you may not even understand because as I speak to you right now, you are not saved. But some, you've got loved ones who slept, who were saved, and this morning, they know you are in this house. They are just standing and saying, make that decision, my son. Leave that pig pen like the prodigal son. Your father is waiting for you. Just go and throw yourselves in the arms of your king and say, Father, I need you. I need you in my life. The grace end of all the witnesses. They are saying, Pindi, do not be discouraged. They are chanting your name. They are saying, Soli. They are saying, Joseph. They are saying, Isaac. Do not give up. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. We have made it. We've seen the grace of the Lord. I can see the prostitute Rahab speaking to some of us who are in this place. And she's saying, I know I've seen the grace of the Lord. He is faithful and just to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and to restore you. Do not give up. Keep on running. Start all over again. You are not too far gone. The Lord is waiting for you. The Lord has not forgotten you. The Lord has not given up on you. You can start all over again. Go back to the starting line. Yes, some have outrun you. Yes, some have outshined you. But you can go back to the starting line and begin again. For this God is too gracious to give up on you. He died for you when we are not deserving. Why would he give up on you right now? You still don't deserve, but he is here with his grace just to restore you. In Jesus' name. Come as you are, come as you are, the Lord is waiting, come, come as you are, stand on your feet this morning. Doesn't matter how many times we have stumbled. 
you still give us an opportunity to start all over again to begin again 2022 has been a long year with many challenges with many disappointments with many pains and many of us have made blunders on the way but we thank you that your word this morning even as we begin the year you are still giving us an opportunity to begin again to make a right choice hope restoration ministries Pazalwani, is in a business of restoring people we are in a business of restoring people challenging them to go back to their purpose doesn't matter what has happened but it's not over until it's over the Lord wants to change your life the Lord wants to restore you as I pray this morning all is closed please thank you Father you see your children this morning you see them they are right here they are right here you are right here this morning